Hello everyone, and welcome to the Soulful Fire Podcast. It has been six months since my last episode. Um, and I don't really... I don't really know why I'm bringing attention to that first thing, because, if I'm being honest, time isn't fucking real. <laughs> and if it is real, it's a human construct, at least in the way that it's, it's like, understood by, well, most people. Um, <laughs> anyway, slight tangent. I'm back, and in the past six months, my entire life has been completely flip-flopped upside down, around, sideways, um, insert whatever freaking adjective you want to describe. Uh, I had a tower moment. (laughs) So, um, yeah, last episode I talked about uh, leaving to become a vagabond and start a new life. And that's pretty much what has happened, with, I guess, a few exceptions. Um, I'm not still currently traveling, but that's about to change. Uh, We've kind of hunkered down in a location for the last, like, four, five months, something like that. Um, And it's been kind of ridiculous with the amount of things that have changed and that have happened in that amount of time. For instance, I feel like a completely different person. And sure, that's quite broad in what I'm saying, like, you know, so much has changed in the past six months. But it really has. Um, I'm sure you could listen back to my other recordings and honestly, like, just feel a difference in the way I present myself. I don't know. And I don't even know why I'm bringing attention to that. Um, But that's, uh, here's a good segue into um, one of the things I'd like to address, you know, first thing, like going forward with this podcast and, you know, kind of, like, not why I'm coming back to it, but it plays, a, it plays a part. First and foremost here is I'm no longer going to be following this grid, like, or, or like, pre-designed grid, anyway, or structure or whatever about how podcasts, quote-unquote, should be. Um... First, I think the word should needs to be removed from our vocabularies because it implies you living your life on someone else's terms in some way. You can always trace the word should back to you you live on somebody else's opinion or term or whatever. Um, And and I think if you're going to have a should here, it's that we all should just be ourselves. 100% just us, ourselves. 
authentic. Outing myself right now, it's like after midnight. It's been kind of a longish day. I'm kind of tired. Um, I've had to kind of like coax myself into doing this. And I've kind of ran away again because the pressures of, of, of this have not just not the podcast, but the work I do in general. It, it, it can be a lot energetically. And I was not doing a good job at taking care of myself or letting myself rest or really just being gentle with myself on any of this because a lot of like the whole spiritual top or just the whole spiritual movement or whatever that's going on right now, it's very energetically taxing. You know, people can get lost in the sea of spirituality and craziness that's going on right now and I mean it just it matches the times that we're living in and it's almost prophetic in nature like how how much shit is just going on right now and how much change is occurring you know people that talk about topics and that bring information forward that you know may rub people kind of the quote-unquote wrong way um you know they're brave souls in my opinion like I've battled with this myself for years it's um it's been a long journey for me to get here to get to this point to just say you know what fuck it I'm gonna put myself out there the way I am and people can take that or leave it and I really just don't care anymore I know the information that I've been gifted has merit and I know and trust that it will be useful to those that need it so with that being said um, I'm making a, a commitment to be authentically me in the way that I present this information. First of all, I'm going to out myself here. Um, I am a, a partaker of the cannabis plant. And I believe that if you haven't partaken, at least at all, it, you know, I mean, teach their own. But that's a suggestion I highly recommend. Certainly doesn't have to be a regular thing. But cannabis is one hell of a teacher. So sometimes my thoughts get a little, like, scattered and all over the place. And I don't really feel that that detracts from the information itself. And neither has anybody else that I shared this information with, like, in my own personal private life. And I'm kind of just done hiding behind, you know the whatever that it's oh it's weird you smoke weed yeah okay cool have your opinion um so yeah it's late I'm tired smoked a bowl and my thoughts are all kind of all over the place but the main thing truly that I really just I wanted to like address with all of this is death change and 
how we all are changing and how the old things, the old systems, the old beliefs, the old paradigms, they're dying. The old world is it's it's dying. You know, Mother Earth is is dying. <laughs> you know, humans have this weird idea around death, like it's this this horrifyingly bad thing because that's what I say humans, but modern humans. That's what we've all been conditioned and, and taught to believe. But go back and, you know, brush up on history, even if it's fake history or not or whatever like there's always this theme of death and how it's a sacred like honor to cross over and of course there are stories that differ from that but that's not really the point that I'm you know wanting to energize or bring awareness to because I feel like people who are fearful of death or scared of death or anything like that just haven't they haven't experienced it or they haven't suffered enough <laughs> and you know i'm sure there's plenty of other opinions here that say no you don't have to suffer to get this information and blah 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 and i think that's true i do i think there are people out there that don't have to suffer to get the idea of death down or the concept of it down or even just the thought of it to sink in a little bit. Or even just, honestly, most people don't even look at it until they're on their deathbed and they're like, oh fuck, what'd I do with my life? But that's that's the thing is, it's a part of life. It's a natural thing. You look in nature. You know, I've spent the last six months traveling around. Um, now I've been in one like central location, but... I've been traveling around in nature, going to many nature sites in my area almost every day. There's one thing I can attest to. It's that death is very common in nature. I mean, oh my God. Literally just the other day, we walked outside and I found the carcass of a deer that had been mauled by a bear. And I know that because there was bear scat all around it. Like it just sat there and it found this deer and it just feasted on it. And it just sat there and had like a little king's feast. Like I just, I had this image in my head of this bear just kind of sprawled out to the side like this fucking elegant little, ah, like Caesar. Like, oh, fan me, bitch. You know, but he was just sitting there just stuffing his face or her face or it's whatever. It's stuffing its damn face. And it's like, yes, I am royal. Like, look what I found. Look what I did. And meanwhile, like, deer's dead. <laughs> Deer became a meal, and uh, deer no longer has like a body in this in this life in that form anymore. But do you think it's consciousness? Do you think it's like its essence? Do you think it gives a shit? It's like no. Why do you think no other animal, no other being in in nature besides humans have a problem with death? They know that they're part of the whole collective, that they're all connected to source, that they're all connected to what we all are. And humans, because of being stuck in their minds, being stuck in their brains, being stuck with logic at the forefront of every damn thing and decision that they ever do, have forgotten that. And they've been taught and conditioned to fear it. And then you look around at the whole system and you see that it's 
everybody just works and wastes their whole fucking life lining rich people's pockets and, you know, full of, of money while they're getting pennies, you know, in, in comparison. And they're just blindly doing that because that's what they're told life is about. And that's what their families tell them life is about. And if they dare express any dream of breaking away from that, like, oh, but I want to be an actor, or I want to be a painter, or a musician, or whatever, um, a hockey player, a fucking name something different that's not along with the status quo of, you know, white-collar, blue-collar jobs. And they're met with backlash, resistance, and craziness, and all of this shit. crazy <laughs> we all deserve to live life on our own terms and to not be blindly following some unknown authority or some unknown person or being's opinion especially when you can look outside every day and you can find death right there changes constantly in your awareness it's constantly there you're never ending you're constantly flowing and moving and vibrating and it's the most beautiful thing. So, I, uh, like I said, I'm going to bounce around a lot. <laughs> but I feel we, uh, we need that. We need this sort of rawness, this authenticity, this, wait, how did we get here? You know, this robotic way of being that we've become of, oh, you know, we have to have everything perfect and spick and span and... I had best camera with the best highest quality and best microphone with the absolute, you know, perfect sound and no background noise and, you know, everything because I can't let anybody know that I'm a normal person, a normal human being living a normal life. What the fuck is that anymore? Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, along my travels and, you know, seeing the sights I've seen, like I've been to several sacred sites, well, you know, here in the United States. Um, and I've experienced many different things with many different people and many different cultural backgrounds and just, I mean, heck, just backgrounds of life in general. And one of the most common things I've found with people and, you know, talking about, you know, is whatever it is, is that everybody's seeking something. Hardly anybody is comfortable with just sitting down and being what they are. And that, again, goes back to that conditioning of constantly being told what, that, that whatever way is, is the right way. Even if your heart tells you something else, you're still told to believe and feel that if you don't believe and follow that, that something's wrong with you, or you're crazy, or, you know, whatever. But visiting all those sacred sites and, you know, places like Sedona, Arizona, and those energy vortexes that are there, like, they're real. They're, <laughs> they're powerful. And sure, some people might say that's crazy and woo-woo, and they don't feel it, and that's awesome. That's them. But there are some of us that that was... That was intense as fuck, dude. <laughs> um, you know, I've seen... We went uh, to Yellowstone. And 
the geysers there and you know the 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 prism the prism the, the whatever the i'm forgetting on the name right now but the beautiful like rainbow colored uh spring and oh my god it's gorgeous but all of that there like it has an energy it has a vibe to it it has life it has energy like presence and i heard and like i felt nature there i heard nature i saw i i it was it was incredible to break away from the system you know as as presented in this you know in society or in civilization and to be in nature for so long reconnecting back to to that and to to mother earth and and you know what fuck it and and honestly people need to be aware of the goddess you know the goddess has been suppressed and her energy and her presence has been suppressed for so long the goddess is here the goddess has never left and all life stems from the feminine you can trace it back and again in nature use use nature as a guide that's a that's we as a collective created that for a reason and we get to experience that for a reason we might not understand why on a human level but it's real um you know i'm staying in or yeah staying in mount shasta because we've been there there's something about this mountain mount shasta I don't know what it is. We, uh, at first, Arizona had called and we're going to move out there. And I have, we had bought land, had everything all set up, you know, to just have like a home base and then, you know, be able to travel around. And then we get there and we go through travels. You know, we went through California, drove up and first stopped in Mount Shasta. Uh, drove up through to Oregon, saw, you know, the redwoods and things, and, you know, the California, Oregon coast. Oh, my God, gorgeous. Um, and then drove up towards Washington to see some family. And I always wanted to, you know, see Seattle, uh, being a musician for many, many years now, and a fan of the grunge scene in the 90s. I really wanted to just witness the city. I'm, obviously, it's not the same, I know, but just wanted to see it. Um, and then went from there to Yellowstone. So we drove through a little bit of the Idaho Panhandle. Yeah, the Idaho Panhandle. A um, little bit of Montana. Uh, I was actually going up to Montana to see those like megalithic uh, structures, the, the walls or whatever that have been recently discovered. Um, but were unable to get there at the time so we'll have to make our way back another time at least fingers crossed anyway but anyway and then we went down to Yellowstone from there uh drove through Col uh, yeah Colorado which also pretty drove through Utah which I'll be talking about Utah here in another podcast i'd actually like to devote a whole thing to that one because um i have things to say <laughs> utah and that whole area and honestly many other places in our i i, I i'm tangenting i'll come back to that
things aren't things are hidden in plain sight and things aren't what they seem. I'll leave it at that for now. Um, but then from there we went and went back to Arizona. And we got back there and it felt different. I didn't feel as welcome. Like I felt something like honestly, like I was being kicked out of my land. I'm like, what the fuck is my land is so I, I we felt the land rejected us, like it wasn't meant to be, so we packed up and left again. <laughs> and we didn't really have a concrete destination in mind. But my wife had a familial connection in Oregon, uh, like southern Oregon, and we thought we'd check out a, an area there, but that fell through. We didn't like it. It just, there was something off. It didn't feel right. So we like, well, <laughs> Shasta's not far. I don't know what it was. We we were drawn back, and we've been in the area ever since. Um That mountain is something else. Uh, there's plenty I would like to talk about with Mount Shasta. I'm sure I'll devote at least an episode, but maybe more, to all of this. Because, there. I mean, there's so much between, you know, Mount Shasta being just... I mean, Mount Shasta as 14,000-some-odd-foot volcano, which is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Um... But then there's, of course, the lore with it of the spiritual connection, like all over the world. I mean, it's 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 known by at least those that are called to it. Um, and then there's you start to get a little trippy when you start to get into like Lemuria and the Lemurians, and and then there's woo woo shit that's even more. <laughs> I say woo woo affectionately because like I am balls deep in these rabbit holes, so. <laughs> But then there's the city of Telos and, you know, the underground thing. And that leads into more of the underground tales of, like, Agartha and Hollow Earth and all of that shit. And it's it gets trippy so quick. So, not to mention, you know, the humanoid beings that aren't all human but are, like, reptilian or cat-like. <laughs> or then just the ones that are felt and not seen, the non-physical beings. All sorts of stuff, so I can't fully explain it, but there's something about this mountain. I feel like this mountain calls those that need to, well, die, <laughs> or at least face their death. In meditation, before we moved, I got the message to go to Phoenix, they didn't really elaborate more than that. But I was already leaning towards Arizona, so I took that as a message from my spirit guides to look more into the Phoenix, Arizona area. So I planned a trip to go check it out before I just uprooted and moved my whole family all the way across the freaking country. I'm like, let me go check this out, make sure I'm not being a fucking batshit crazy, you know, just, oh, this is pretty, let's go. So... I get there, and I'm immediately called to the Sedona area after visit. Because the first place I went, sorry, let me back up, was the Grand Canyon. And after feeling that and speaking to Her Majesty, <laughs> and witnessing Her Majesty, I, um, mm, 
what am I, yeah, that's a whole other uh, video, <laughs> podcast too. Um, but anyway, I was, I was called to Sedona. So, you know, of course, plenty of the locals in the Grand Canyon were like, oh my God, you ha if you're here, like for the spiritual, like you have to go to, to Sedona. You have to, you know, everybody will point you in that direction. Um, so yeah, I ended up in Sedona. And of, of course, I mean, if you haven't been or seen Sedona, I mean, if you're called, you will, you'll know it. <laughs> it's, um, it's a magical place. Absolutely magical. And... And it's, um, it's just, I don't even know how to, if you haven't experienced it yourself, like you, you won't fully get it. Um, so I strongly suggest and encourage that you, uh, you visit Sedona, Arizona, if you have the opportunity to do so. It is life changing. Um, so yeah, it was drawn there. And then from there, I made, I stayed, you know, a few days, and then I made my way south to check the Phoenix area out. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I felt betrayed. <laughs> I got there, and everything about that city, everything about the area around it, everything about it sent, like, not chills, but, like, the opposite of, like, shivers down my spine, and not in the good way, but just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why is this happening right now? This is not what I signed up for. This doesn't feel right. Something feels off. And I couldn't explain it. But Phoenix, Arizona, and I did not get along at all. So I didn't stay. I immediately felt like, no, I need to get the fuck out of here. So I did. I went back up towards the Grand Canyon area, and I stayed there. Um, and I ended up finding some land in the nearby area that I, I mean, we fell in love. I fell in love with there, and I, I, I had a feeling my family would too. Upon moving them there, so I, uh, I started that whole process and went back to North Carolina. Picked up my family in about a month, and then we made it made our way back and moved it was just it all happened it felt unbelievably divine like un, like divinely guided in this way that I just couldn't explain and that's what I kept saying to myself and to anybody I was talking to about it. I'm like I can't explain this this just feels like I'm divinely guided there so um we do that and like I said we got there and all right you know I'm gonna again tangent like motherfucker and go backwards but it didn't feel right, so we get to we get to Shasta, and come to find out, there's actually a town right up uh, in Oregon called Phoenix, Oregon, <laughs> not too far from here. So that was interesting, but I found out the real reason is to what go to Phoenix meant. <laughs> go to Phoenix for me meant. Go die and re and be reborn. You have to face shit that you've been suppressing and that you've been running from for most, if not all of your life. Ancestral trauma, you know, familial trauma, uh, besides 
my own like that my own first and foremost yeah but that's to be expected as i'm talking about it but ancestral was there like there was shit that wasn't even mine that i was going through and that i was experiencing and i felt like i was absolutely losing my goddamn mind i lost relationships with members of my family that i never thought i would even waver in closeness to and now i don't even feel like they know me or that they would even understand me if they ever got to really know or or speak to me candidly again or would even hear me <laughs> i've attempted a lot with that but i you know there's only so much you can do with being not ignored but sort of or at least just feeling unheard and forgotten about in that sense but you know and eventually and that's one of the things we i learned here in <laughs> this whole journey is you have to have boundaries you have to have things set in place for yourself and you have to put yourself first you have to you have to love yourself first you have to put everything else aside as hard as it is you and yeah your life's gonna fall apart because you're no longer aligning with things that didn't serve you. You're literally shedding your skin that you've, you know, designed or that you've been accustomed to, like, having for an old system, for an old way of being. Locked in a, in a cage that was, like, not even of your own design. And you recognize that. And then you move beyond it. And it's devastating <laughs> to the emotional body. <clears throat> to watch family members disappear or fade in the background that you never thought would do that and you know to not to not believe you or even to think you, you, you that you're batshit crazy it's a really interesting and challenging feeling and position to find oneself in uh you know speaking personally here beyond that i've had my uh my marriage of coming up on 10 years this year in 2024 my wife and i will be married 10 years in july and the last honestly two months i i didn't think we would make it through it was the first time in our whole relationship where there was an actual thought in my head that I'm like, wait a minute, I don't actually know if this can work. And it's, uh, it's a very humbling experience to go through when you begin to love yourself and you have to face and confront something you've been running from and battling with for years about, you know, your needs not being met or whatever it is um without getting too much more personal there um at least at least not yet i'm sure in in time i'll share more but wounds are still fresh as i said it's only been a couple of months or less so you know things are still settling down the dust is settling things are i'm still processing a lot and so is my wife um we've gotten to a really really good place again over the last few weeks it's the healthiest i've seen us in years and i'm i know it's a short amount of time 
But if you know our story, which not y'all don't know why you would, um, but let's just say we're not exactly uh, one to wait for logic and all of that. We 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 followed our heart, our whole relationship, and it's it's been challenging at times, but it's been the most rewarding thing in the whole damn world. So. I, if I'm being completely honest as well, <laughs> I have no idea what I even said in my first episode of All Death Is Is Change. The title seemed very apropos um, with coming back, given all that I just went through and, jeez, excuse me, um, and all of the the death that I've experienced in my life. And the getting to be so depressed and feeling so hopeless that I felt dead anyway. To have to go through that again, and that's your, like, it's a natural way of, of ego death, I guess. Um, and then more and more realizations, you know, come through of just why you've done certain things and because when you you die and you get completely out and you all of your information is out of your way you see clearly and you understand from hindsight's perspective why you did certain things when they made no fucking sense <laughs> so i'll get into i guess more what i mean there I, later on uh, on from a, a specifically personal mean uh, like perspective I mean um but anyway because I realize that just tangented a lot a little bit there but it's been it's been a challenging um emotional period over the last several months for me a lot of change has been here and it's Honestly, overall, I'm very grateful for it. It's it's illuminated many, many things for me. Many, many realizations have, have come forth. Many understandings that I was blocking myself from getting before have, have come forth. And pretty much all of that stems from just understanding that change is just a part of life. It, death is just a part of life. Nature is such an incredible teacher. She has so many, so many ways and so many opportunities for us to learn from and to, and to teach and that she teaches us with and, and can show and look, yeah, just, oh my goodness. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get in deeper, of course, to the, and I know it's beaten into the ground, but as above, so below, like there's different like levels even on earth that we get with that i feel like with earth like her consciousness like her understanding of of you know things like that's as deeper than the average human right now and we're merging with that you know it's it's as as above so below in that way too i don't know if that makes any sense um but anyway all death is is change Go to Phoenix. <laughs> face yourself. Face death. Look at it in the eye and say, I am you too. Trust that you're going to be okay. 
I honestly don't even remember. I think I've talked about this in one of my other podcasts about my near-death experience, or experiences, I guess, technically. Um, um, there's also, you know, I've had psychedelic experiences where I've gone to the same exact place, you know, with that near-death experience. Um, and that's been more, <laughs> more illuminating than I can put into words. So, death is not to be feared. I've never felt more calm or more peace or more connectedness or just knowing and just love than in that state when I've crossed over that, the, the barrier, the, the, the whatever, like it's, there is something there or something to be said about that. You don't have to fear it. I don't know if anybody's even going to hear these words. Um, I'm, I, I trust they will. And I trust that it's, it's helpful to those that need it. But death is absolutely nothing to be afraid of. I don't care what you're seeing on the news or what you're hearing about things that are going on in the world. We are all responsible for our own lives and for our own realities and the way they're created. Even down to the, the, the horrifying things that we don't want to look at. Our shadows, our, our darkness, if you will. Um, it's all us. It's all you. It's all me. It's all... Everything and everyone, we're all one, we're all connected. Everything you fear, everything you run away from, you're, you know, it's you, your own enemy. The only thing you ever fight is you. All of the fear, all of the stuff that is put out there with wars, with all of the shit going on with the, the world, it's all just to keep you in fear. It's all just to keep you afraid. And it's all just to keep you in the system keeping the same shit going so those in charge can feed off of your fear your your chaos your confusion your just all of that <laughs> you are the light and those that are dark or that are the dark are you too and just like you're seeking the light, they're seeking the light through you. Remember that. Remember that love is always the answer. And that there's no love in fear. And if you can love yourself, then you can show others love. And you can show them to love themselves. And imagine a world where we all love ourselves first and we all put ourselves in our progression first and collectively support everyone else without judgment to do the same thing. Because at, at your core, your source, your God, your prime creator, <laughs> Whatever name you want to call, you know, whatever name you want to call it, Atman, like, it's you, <laughs> it's me, it's all of us, it's all things.
You can't run away from yourself. So the sooner you embrace yourself with love and you smile, <laughs> the sooner you'll watch the world, your world, heal, repair itself, regenerate, and then self-generate with love. No longer feeding the emotions of fear, chaos, and confusion, but feeding of love, joy, humor, and light. Light is information, which is love and creativity. If you needed a, if you needed a definition. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to wrap that up here. I don't know specifically <laughs> what this, uh, what this even is. Um, I'm not going to really edit it. I'm going to just go back and tweak and make sure there's no, like, ridiculousness. But as far as, like, background noise and stuff. But, like, everything I've, I've, I've spoken and said... Even what I would deem awkward or whatever normally before I'm leaving in. I'm just making sure that the sound quality is good and that there's no like background nonsense. <sighs> I feel we all need to be authentic and we need to be okay with being raw and open and to admit things and to admit that life is, is challenging sometimes and that those challenges are your greatest strengths. They're the opportunity you get to know thyselves know thyself, know thyselves, same thing, in the most, like, relevant way to you in your individual life. They are your greatest strengths. Every time they come up, take them as lear the learning opportunities they are, embrace the death that it is, and go with the flow and change. I... I can uh, attest that while it might not be easy to the human, the soul rejoices. You, your essence, you at the core, source, rejoice at the growth and the expansion of you and of the experiences brought forth to you, from you, for you, for us all, as one. All right, I'm going to wrap that up there. Um, yeah, so going forward, like I was saying, you know, earlier on at some point, um, things are going to be much less structured and just more free-flowing and, intu in, you know, intuitively guided and heart-based, heart-focused, heart-centered, rather than brain or logic-based. So when I, uh, when I upload it again, you know, I'm sure it'll be something along those lines, but I can promise there'll be some, uh, well, I'm not going to say promise because I mean, I don't know, like I feel guided by spirit at this point to even be here doing this. So I trust that spirit will have something for me to share <laughs> and I will, uh, I will be here to provide that. Uh, anyway. 
that's that just seems awkward and weird now so i'm gonna i'm gonna go i love you um i will see you soon or hear you soon you will hear me soon (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm out of here love you guys